I'm jogging uh, the last horse I have to ride today. Her name is Bambi. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey, Rob, we got another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, that is awesome, Karen. Can you read it to me? Yes, it is from Dressage Mom 3 And she says, I am a 35-year-old, happily married mother of three living near Chester Springs, PA. Mainly a dressage rider, I began searching for something to listen to on my hour drives to visit my widowed grandmother each week. This was the only equestrian podcast I could find that contained more than just current news. Each episode is so interesting, it almost makes me want to make the switch from dressage to the event world. (laughs) You two are doing a great job, and I have such a high level of appreciation for each of these professionals willing to take time out of their day to sit and have a chat. Keep doing what you are doing. Oh, thank you so much. So much in that that yeah, I can comment on. It's, that's really nice. It's really nice. Um, so sorry for your widowed grandma. That's yeah, sad. That is sad. And our commute, it stinks. Yeah. But I'm glad that we make it a little bit better, Karen. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And you know what? You're right. We do really appreciate the time that these riders are putting out for us. I don't care. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, 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 we're right along with you. We do these episodes, and we just, uh, we're just we just super happy to be talking to these top, top riders in the business. And, hey, dressage people are welcome to the event anytime, right, Karen? Yeah. She should to- you should totally, absolutely give it a go. Strap up that dressage horse. Go to a local show. And give it a do yeah, it. Go have it, fun. Do it in your dressage saddle. Who cares? Who cares? I've seen it done. Heck yeah. So we hope we see you out there. So thanks thanks a lot for that review and, and uh, we really, really appreciate the five stars. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Bring Good Equestrian, Karen. Yes, we do. They are amazing. They are amazing. Wonderful, wonderful people. Um, so uh, again, if you listen, if you're a fan of the podcast, you've been hearing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Go on readygoodequestrian.com. Type in MLE40 and save $40. Save 40 bucks on that jumpsuit. There's still winter left. It's still cold. There's still those cold, cold mornings. There's nights. Get it. And it's going to last you for years and years anyway. So even though the winter's starting to wind its way down just a little bit. It'll be back. It'll be back. You know it will. So even in the March, it's, it's, it means March... People up north, I mean, doggone, winter goes until almost June for some of these folks. Mm-hmm. So, And then uh, it's Christmas in July. Then it's Christmas in July. So, And there's big stuff coming from these guys. Yes. They've kind of said a little secret squirrel, a little bit of secret information. So there's some more coming from Red and Goat. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks a lot, Red and Goat. Thank you. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And Karen, I say it all the time, I'm super excited. We have a very special guest. I know. Four-star eventer, Aaron Sylvester. Aaron, thank yeah, you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is super awesome. We yeah. see you around all the time. You, you you don't live too far away, and we see you over there. Your farm isn't too far from where we always are loafing around at. <laughs> yes. I see Joe all the time over at Windura working his butt off. Yeah. 
keep them straight. Keep, yeah. keep the kids straight over there. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So we know it's the middle of winter right now. So we're, I'm guessing you're not up in PA. Or where, where are you right now? Nope. Um, we move our base down to Aiken, South Carolina for January, February, and March. So um, we have a place out on Wagner Road in Aiken, really close to Paradise Farm. Okay. Oh, cool. We were just there? Yeah, yeah. we were just there. Not too long ago. Yeah. I could hear the announcements as it was go- as the day was going on. <laughs> you're that <laughs> close. That close. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. You sound like you're outside. Are you are you still working or are you all done? I I'm jogging uh the last horse I have to ride today. Her name is Bambi. Bambi. Aww, jogging cute. Bambi. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. That's funny. So we're in Aiken and we're still on a horse. So yeah. there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> eventers that's why we try to make it so simple for eventers. It's just a phone call because we know you guys are always I mean, the schedules are just crazy, you guys keep it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, um we actually don't have any service near the barn. So oh. catching me riding is the only way you're going to catch me all day. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, <funny. laughs> uh, so, Aaron, um, one question we love to ask is how you actually got your start in riding and then eventually into eventing. Um, yeah, so I, just by luck, um, started riding when I was really young at a little barn down the road from um, from our house in Massachusetts. and. Um, is actually the Iorio family, um, Adrian and Elizabeth Iorio. They lived in Hingham when they were growing up, and both of them were teenagers. And they like gave me um, lessons on their on their lesson ponies. So I started that when I was four, and um, and I did my first. Uh, I, I attempted my first horse trials when I was. Uh, Six, I think. Oh wow! And it, I didn't get very far. I <laughs> fell off the first time on cross country. Um, I had a really rotten little pony um, that just had no interest in like leaving the warm up, leaving leaving the other horses or anything. So, uh, <laughs> needless to say, we had to find another pony for me to get some experience on. Oh man, you, you were you were hooked, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oddly I was. I fell um, off a lot, and oddly I wanted to keep going. So that is so funny. So, so after after the little naughty pony, like, did you did you kind of continue? Did you do pony club or 4-H or any type of stuff like that, or what? What kind of? I came did. Next? Yep. Yep. I um I kind of got my like start eventing really with um, North River Pony Club, which is based in Hanover, Massachusetts. Okay. And I did that through my C three. Um, and then I didn't continue on with Pony Club once I went to college. So, um, so that was definitely where I got all my basics and, and exposure up in New England. There aren't a ton of events up in area one. So a lot of it was, um, sort of, um, centered around Pony Club. And then I went to a camp every summer up at GMHA in Woodstock, Vermont. And that's like a two week, um, it's affiliated with Pony Club, but you don't have to be Pony Club members to do it. But it was like a two week, um, eventing intense camp with a competition at the end of it. Okay. So that was kind of, that was my childhood, childhood. I did that, um, <laughs> until I was 12 or 13. And then I taught at the camp for a few years. 
Gotcha. Wow. Did you do any like uh did you do young rudders or anything like that? Um, you know, I didn't I didn't really the timing just didn't work out for me. I had two horses that were um like prelim intermediate level when I was the age for it and um I like when I was trying to go for the one star, that horse ended up going um lame and we had to retire him that spring uh-huh. and then i tried for the two star and it was just like a stretch to get uh the horse that i had at the time his name was lancier it was a stretch to get qualified for it he we really needed another year or so uh, okay. um so i missed out on that yeah uh. oh, that's yeah, you can't. You, the horse is definitely going to hold. You know, they're definitely going to tell you how far they're going to go and how exactly. Fast. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. <laughs> and and being up in area one, I only um, came to Aiken like my senior year of high school, so I would winter up there just at indoors. And the season up there doesn't start until the middle of May, so you're just really really limited for oh, yeah. um, competition exposure. So it just it didn't really work out, but, yeah. um, but that was fine. I had friends that did it and I got to cheer them on and that was cool. That was cool. Oh, yeah. So now you said you went to college. Did you ride through college? I did. Um, that's actually how I ended up down in Cochranville because I went to the university of Delaware so that I could train with Philip, Philip Dutton. And, um, I love the area and I just, I never left. That's <laughs> awesome. So you went to University of Delaware to be close so you can train with Philip. Like yeah. Choose, wow. Yeah. You, you and Dee should put that on your announcement. Yeah. Like, hey, if you like eventing, this is where you should yeah. come to <laughs> It's actually, it's kind of come full circle because several of my uh, students that ride with me have now gone to U of D so that they can continue riding and competing in the area. So it's kind of funny. Oh, that's wow. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think like Dan Classing, I think he went to UAD. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. So we were all the same, like within the same year or two. Uh, myself, Dan Classing, uh, Kate, Kate Hicks, not Kate Hicks, okay. um, Matt Flynn, and who else? India McAvoy. And so we all rode with Philip, and it was, it was funny. It was like having our own little, like, academic riding club we would (laughs) do things together and like hang out on raising nights because we couldn't um like socialize on the weekends because of competition so it was really fun um it was great to kind of get to know like other young riders um that were coming from different areas and we all had the same goals and reasons for being there that's awesome. Shout out to Kate Hicks too. She's, yeah. She is expecting another baby. I know. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I know. That's so awesome. Yeah, they're, uh, what a she family. Is like, she is like super mom. Yeah, she, she, she is. is. She awesome. really is. Ooh, all and those boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. That's a good family right there. And, and everyone gets their hay from, from the Hicks family. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they're the best. What a great family. Yeah, they are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The, um, so, so now you went to work for Philip, and uh, man, that's uh, what was that like? Was that pretty awesome? Or how long did you stay there? Well, um, I sort of I rode with him. I boarded there um, part of the school year. I was never a working student with him. Okay. Um, while I was going through college in the summer and winter, I would work for Adrian Iorio, and she worked closely with Philip. So it kind of um, 
it worked out well for everybody because I go home to Massachusetts over the summer um, to go stay with my family. And then um, I keep my horses at Apple Mall in, in Mass. Um, but being a part of Philip's program was was awesome. And I learned a ton. I think he was um, maybe a little bit shocked when he first teached me. And he, um, he actually kind of handed me off to Boyd because I couldn't count strides, see a distance, anything like that. And it was when Boyd was very first over here to do um, Rolex with Thomas. And so he taught me that spring he didn't have much going on and he was just helping out at Phillips. And so then when he came back here full time, then I I joined him um, riding with Boyd and he's been he's been an awesome, awesome coach, trainer, and mentor for the last, um, 10 years now, I think. Wow. You still ride with Boyd now? Yep. Yep. I do. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. He's not too shabby. He's not too shabby. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's awesome. (laughs) You got to put a word in. You got to tell him to come on our show sometime. He just, you know, he just. Yeah. He would be a great one to have on the show. (laughs) He's always entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so funny. It's funny because. I'll text him during an Eagles game, but I haven't had him on the show yet. Yeah. So one of these days, yeah. one of these days, yeah. get him. he's a character. <laughs> That's so funny. I have a, I, I have a feeling that would just, I, I don't know. That show would be kind of crazy. <laughs> so now listen, yeah. I don't, we, we're, 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 you know, we, we know your press or time. You're riding a horse and actually your breath, you are very fit. Cause you can hardly tell you're, yeah, he could hardly tell. You can't <laughs> tell you're on a horse. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm walking now, so if I was free, sorry. <laughs> That's so fun. So, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, we we um we don't want to keep you too long. We know you're still working, but the can you tell us about the four stars and you know, how you kind of transitioned from learn a person who didn't know how to count their strides to, I mean, you've been through Kentucky, Burley, Poe, right? I mean, like, yep, you've been. How, how did yep. that all come to come come about? Um, I was, I was really, really fortunate to have a horse named No Boundaries. He was, um, my first real advanced horse I had. One horse that I did a couple of advanced with before that, and, um, he was a really strong horse. It was just, like, a little bit difficult for me to ride at that level. Um, so Bucky was No Boundaries bar name. Um, I bought him when, um, a horse of mine had kind of suddenly passed away and he was, he had fox hunted a bit and he was just wild and nobody could get along with him. So the lady was selling him cheap and um, he just was a funny horse. He was, he was bred in Southern Pines. Um, he was by a sire that De- Denny Emerson stood for a year or two. That was a um, steeplechaser and um he just was one of those horses that kind of kept answering the questions. He was, um, he was pretty nice on the flat. Like he was soft and, um, uh, stopped with the ride and he had good gait and phase until he kind of got to the fourth zone. Show jumping seems like a little bit wild and just difficult to ride to the show jump. Um, but as far as cross country, like you could never overface him and he like lived and breathed for the sport and just wanted to run fast and jump whatever was in front of him. And mm-hmm. um when you have a horse like that, it makes it it makes it so much easier to just kind of strive for 
everything you ever dreamed of. And he just kept answering questions. So um, I got him up to advanced in 2011. And um, he really like kind of came along pretty quickly. We did two, three stars that year. And I was qualified and it seemed insane, but we aimed for Kentucky. And, um, and that first year that he went around, he was awesome. It, um, that was sort of the downward spiral of his dressage because he started to freak out in big crowds. Uh. But that was, that was his, um, other than Poe, that was like his best four star outing because he kind of had no idea what was going on. So he was really pretty good in the dressage for him. And then, um, he was a really efficient horse across the country. So, um, I, I was always able to put in clean and fast, um, rides with him and he was good in the show jumping that year and he went on to go to Kentucky three more years after that and wow. he also went over to Burley and to Poe and Poe was the last big result that he had at the four-star level and he started to um, have some sound issues in the after that so we got one more Kentucky down but he was he was not in his best form that year yeah. and, um, and I retired after that but um yeah, I, you know, when you have a horse like that, and I've been very lucky to mostly have horses that love to run and jump, and I just work on putting the pieces together in the other phases. Um, so when they get up to that level, they um, they really enjoy it and they want to perform. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's pretty great that you had that one horse that was just awesome. And let's be honest, it's all about the cross country, right, Karen? We're talking about <laughs> yeah, that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're at that four-star course, I'm, I'm betting that's the, uh, that's, you want your horse to be a cross-country machine. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do. This, you, which one of those courses, which one was like your most, uh, which one do you think was the toughest four-star that, that you had been to? Um, it was definitely Burley. Okay. Um, I went there in 2012, so it was like my first year at the four-star level and um uh kate hicks and i actually fundraised and we did the trip together and it was really fun to do um for for bucky and i we were really pretty inexperienced to be at that caliber of a course so we had gone around kentucky really well and i now that i've brought a few horses up to that level i do think that when they get their first four star under their belt, it's not always the best thing to like then turn them and, and take them to a bigger four star than that. Um, so we jumped around there we had like a drive by 20 at a, at a Chevron in a combination mm -hmm. that just had um, like the, the striding in the combination was that way or the highway. And okay. like, you could not make a mistake and, um, and we kind of had a mistake in the middle of it, so we couldn't make the striding. Um, so that was probably like the difficult, like the most difficult course I felt riding around. And I don't, I'm, I think if I went there now, I think I would still think that like watching, I, uh, it would be great to get back to Burley at some point. Um, at the horse that I have at the level now, Patty the Caddy, I think he's a real Burley horse because yeah. he loves deep footing and, and just kind of digging in and running fast. Um, but I think that's probably the toughest course I ever ran. And then Poe was difficult, but it was like just a different, um, 
it was just a different like type of a course. It was very flat and the jumps were pretty upright and kind of unforgiving and um and it just rode differently. But it okay. it's a smaller like the size of the fences seemed a bit smaller to me. It was just like different kind of um trickier lines and, and uh, and trickier combinations for the horses to like read up and understand. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Patty the Caddy. Uh, that brings us up to kind of current day. What's the, what's the current business? Like, what do you got going on over there? Are you, are you, um, you know, are you, are you teaching? Are you buying and selling horses? Are you all training? What's, what's, what do you got going there at your business? Um, I think it's probably a half and half split with the horses that I've, training through the levels we have an occasional sale horse but that's not really what i focus on um so i have the competition horses that um like patty patty all the way at the top and then we've got some young ones coming along um so that's probably half of my program and then the other half is um is the like coaching and training program that i run so um i I can't give you a solid number of students that I have. Probably, <laughs> uh, I probably have like around eight to ten down here with me, and then when we're like fully operational at home in Pennsylvania, it's a bit more than that. Uh, but I really enjoy bringing horses and riders along through the levels and and helping them reach their own goals. I mainly have. Um, juniors and young adults riding with me, but I, I have in the past few years had some uh, amateurs join the team as well as they're equally awesome. Um, so that, that, you know, keeps my day really full. I, I try to do all my riding for my kids in the morning to midday, and then I do a lot of teaching through the afternoon and at the events I'm balancing riding the ones that I'm doing and then, and then coaching all the riders that I have with me. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have a, an awesome group and everyone has a great attitude and uh, they're really eager to learn and, and gain experience riding. It's not all about the ribbons for them. It, it's about training their horses and getting to their next goal and becoming better riders and getting as much exposure as they can. So um, so I really enjoy that. That's awesome. Yeah, I know I've, it. I've definitely seen you out there doing a lot of coaching. So you're right down the road from Boyd right now. You have a beautiful farm. I, oh. I am um, so lucky to be a mile down the road from him. Um, <laughs> so so that's great. You know, we can get over to his place in cross country school anytime, and we do a lot of cross country school. And that place is that place is just perfect for training a cross country horse now. It's yeah, yeah. He's done an amazing job there. Yeah. It's 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 amazing what he's put money into. I mean, all the money I mean, everything is into that training a horse. You know, there is no yep. nothing no 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 frills and fancy stuff, just What's going to make yep. the horses go better? What's a what's a yep. new a, a new water or a new gallop or whatever you know to help just really make that a first class training facility? So that's very fortunate. I mean, that, yeah, it's amazing what he's put together over there. What about working yeah. students? Do you take working students in, or or are most of yours? Like- I do. Yeah, um, I have a few girls working for me now. We we sort of have an open door policy, and um, I'm happy to have people join us for a shorter term, longer term. 
um, and do that kind of thing. So I definitely like to have two or three full-time working students okay. uh, in the program at all times. So, so yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. awesome. All right. Um, so Aaron, do you have any advice for a young rider wanting to make it in the sport? Um, I'm sure I do. I just have to think for a minute about it. Um, uh, I, I think it's, it's attainable for anybody that has a really, really strong work ethic and desire to make it. And I think that there's, there's different degrees of what we consider quote unquote making it in the sport. And it's really just finding what your, uh, what your, strong suit is and where you want to be and what impact you want to put on the sport. Um, and it's attainable for anyone. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. You, just, you have to, you have to be ready to get nitty gritty and pardon my French, work your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause <laughs> there's, that's the only way to get there. You know, it, it helps if you can afford coaching and training and nicer horses and all that. But, um, the bottom line is like being a working student for um, for different trainers, seeing the backside of the sport, managing horses, managing lame horses, managing crazy horses, mm-hmm. managing people like that's um, equally important. Uh, so I, I think that's just the biggest thing. Like you, you've got to have a work ethic and you've got to be hungry for it and and never tire when you feel like everything's going terribly and you want to give up you, you have to dig deeper absolutely that's wonderful advice, yeah Karen. that's great advice it's very kind of, good you gotta tell it like it is it's not gonna be a cakewalk that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and there are a lot of the times in sport where we feel like um you're sprinkled with highs and that is sort of spread amongst several lows. And, yeah. Yeah. and every time you feel like you're kind of getting pounded down, it doesn't matter. You got to keep working harder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Great advice. Yes. Wonderful advice. Absolutely. Hey, um, you know, we don't want to, we want to be respectful of your time. We know you have a horse you still have to put up and everything. Um, as we kind of start winding things down, we always like to ask about any sponsors or anything like that, that helps kind of keep Aaron Sylvester's eventing program going. Would you like to share some sponsors that help you out? Um, well, I have a few product sponsors that I work with and they, um, certainly make the strife at the top of the sport easier. Um, I work with DWD saddles. I've been with them for a long time and they've had great saddles, bridles, and, uh, they help my, my horses perform really well. Um, I've recently joined with professionals choice and, um, absolutely love their, boots and their gear for horses and they keep my horses jumping well and, and looking snazzy. Um, uh, <laughs> I love VTO salary. I sort of have a, um, partnership with them and they're a great company and they're so supportive of the sport of eventing and they want to be involved at any, um, at any avenue that they can. Um, I've been working with USG, um, and KL select, which is, mainly rider apparel. I've been working with them for a few years now and they have really, really great breeches and fly bonnets, um, socks, kind of everything to keep the rider um, looking looking good in the saddle and um, noble outfitters as well. I work with them and 
they have a lot of um, they have a lot of shirts and jackets and everything to kind of keep you um, warm and cool in the summer and and looking good as well. Um, I, I also have several people behind me that are sort of um, you know informal supporters and, and sponsors, and they are always great to me and and really make all of this possible. So I can't do that without them. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like a fantastic team behind you for sure. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. And that Noble Outfitters, I guess gotta say, I like it. I, like I do their, too. Their stuff's good. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. I mean, I like all your sponsors, but I mean, I don't know. I like I like the Noble Outfitters looks. I see a lot of their shirts and jackets and stuff in that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. So. Yeah. They, they've come out with some new designs in the last two years and they're, um, they're definitely um, getting a different sort of style to them, which I like. So, Aaron, do you have any social media? Uh, how do how do our listen listeners contact you? Um, I I do. I have an ES Benning Facebook page. Um, okay. and that I, I'm not as active as I'd like to be, but uh, that's a good way to follow um, follow what we're doing. And I have an Instagram page as well. Awesome. And and. And definitely a website. What's the What's the website? Is it What, what is it, Aaron? Mm-hmm. It's um e e s eventing dot com. E s eventing. We'll yeah. link all that up in the show notes. Yep. E s eventing dot com. So we'll link all that social on your website up. Poor Karen Annie's voice is fading over there. I know it is. Man, Aaron. Well, thank you so much. We know you have a horse. We know you have a horse to put away, so we won't keep you any longer. But thank you so much for carving out this time in your busy day for us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers.